All right, let's give it up for our band. Once again, happy Father's Day to all you dads out there joining us on campus or joining us online. Uh, happy Father's Day uh, to you. And uh, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. What keeps you up at night? What makes it hard for you to fall asleep? Or what wakes you in the middle of the night and won't let you fall back asleep? Have you ever had times in your life where the overwhelming circumstances of life steal your sleep away? Raise your hand if you ever had that before. Okay? All right. Well, there's a few people out there that had that. During this pandemic, many people have told me that uh, they've had a harder time sleeping. I've had that too, and at various other times in my life. I've also noticed, though, that over the past 15 or so months, there were more nights of sleeplessness than usual. And at various other times in my life, there have been times of stress that comes into my family's life, times when we are confronted by something unknown, something challenging, something difficult, uh, something threatening, and it's at those times that it's hard to sleep. Sometimes I'll be up in the middle of the night, and then I'll go into my kids' room, and they're out, right? They are sleeping, you know? Nothing's going to wake them. In fact, it reminds me of two Easter's ago. Right after the lockdown, I woke up in the wee hours of the night, and I heard, like, noises and, and screams, and there was, like, this weird lighting coming through the cracks in the windows at our house, and I, and I ran outside. And I saw that my neighbor's house was on fire. I, I woke my wife. We ran out in the street. And many of the neighbors, we're, we're running down. We're helping. We're grabbing kids and dogs and shoes and clothes. And we're, we're moving cars and spraying the fire with garden hoses, which doesn't work too well. And it was utter chaos and craziness. Boom, boom. Two explosions happen. We're like, whoa. Soon the fire trucks get there. It's crazy everywhere. There are lights and the hoses and the loud engine. It was scary. Scary for our neighbors. Scary for all the houses on the streets to that fire spread. The whole neighborhood was going up. But thank God no one was seriously hurt. The fire didn't spread. They contained the fire. Why am I telling you this? My kids slept through the whole thing, right? <laughs> the next day, I asked them, do you know what happened last night, right? Did you hear anything? They're like, oh, you know, like 12 hours straight, pure, <laughs> uninterrupted sleep without a care, right? And this happens every night. They sleep peacefully all the time. Why? Because they trust us. They trust mom and dad. They know that we will not let anything bad happen to them. And because of that, they sleep. They slept peacefully in the midst of the chaos. Man, sometimes I'm like, I wish I could sleep like that, you know, without all the chaos of life, the unknown, the challenging stuff, the difficult stuff, the threatening stuff, keeping me awake. Well, in our text today, we see something like that going on. Now, last week, we talked about the kingdom of heaven about it growing like a seed automatically. And then it goes into that parable of the mustard seed. So small, but the kingdom spread everywhere. And that seed is the word of God, and the word of God grows. 
And today, we're continuing right after that text, right after that parable of the mustard seed, Mark chapter 4, we are looking at that text of the calming of the storm, and we actually see the seed of God's word in Jesus slowly growing in the disciples' lives step by step. Like, so let's check it out. Mark 1, 4, 35, we're going to read it again. It says, that day when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's go on over to the other side. Now, that day, uh, it was a long day of preaching for Jesus. All those parables, the seeds, and all of that stuff. And then he goes on over to the other side uh, of the Sea of Galilee, which is really a lake. And the other side was where the Gentiles were. Rabbis didn't associate with Gentiles. But Jesus isn't your everyday rabbi. He's challenging things. He's stirring things up. Verse 36, leaving the crowd behind, they took Jesus along just as he was in the boat, and there were other boats with him. So Jesus had preached all day long, standing from a boat actually at the edge of the shore, and people were on the shore and up on, on the hillside, kind of like an amphitheater, uh, and that crowd was gathering there, and he leaves them behind. Sounds like some of the other boats, though, they jumped in and followed along. Now, it would have been safer for Jesus to go in the morning, spent the night, in the morning, everything would have been calm and cool, let's cross the lake. But they go at night. Why? I don't know. Maybe Jesus wanted to teach them something. Maybe Jesus wanted to teach us something. Verse 37, it says, a furious squall came up. That's a great wind. A great wind came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. And, and we know uh, that in the Sea of Galilee, violent storms can kick up. It sits kind of in its basin. It's surrounded by all these hills. And you've got a mixture of hot air and cool air coming in. And suddenly storms can form. And it's also kind of interesting when you think about these storms and the sea. In the Old Testament, we see a common theme of God battling against the sea, which sort of metaphorically represents hostile forces of evil. So here you got this huge storm coming upon disciples and Jesus. Water's coming onto the boat. They're experienced fishermen, right? But Jesus, he's a carpenter. And if your boat is filling up with water, I think that's a problem, right? That's being confronted by something unknown. Is the boat going to sink? Challenging. How are we going to get out of this? Difficult. We can't control this storm. Threatening. Are we going to die? Right? This would definitely qualify for an event that would keep you from sleeping. Right? Yeah, what do we see? What do we have? Mark 38, verse, uh, the first part of the verse is, Jesus was in the stern Sleeping on a cushion. Now, some people think that was a, a ballast or a sandbag or something. Who knows? Either way, Jesus had just preached all day. And how many of you, after working long days, all days, you ever go home and just sit on the couch and just close my eyes for a second, and then boom, you're gone, right? Have you ever had that? Jesus is a human being, right? He's, he's human. Maybe he had a tiring day and he just fell asleep. Or... Maybe it was a divine thing. Maybe we see a picture of untroubled serenity, of divine omnipotence in the midst of a storm. Well, for the disciples, well, there was no way they could sleep in that, right? Verse 38 continues, and they said, the disciples woke Jesus, and they said to Jesus, teacher, rabbi, don't you care if we drown? Now, most of the disciples were expert fishermen, but they're afraid. Jesus, the carpenter, is completely calm. The disciples are speaking here from a place of panic. But I think we all 
know how they felt. It was kind of like that Easter right after the lockdown, and my neighbor's house was on fire. It was chaos. Everyone was afraid. It was a storm of sorts. The disciples, they were afraid for their lives in the midst of the storm. They doubted Jesus' concern for their welfare. And on the one hand, when we read it, we're thinking, come on, guys. Don't you know? Don't you get it? This is Jesus. But on the other hand, we get it. When life is difficult, when we are in the middle of a storm, how many times have we doubted God's love for us? Do you really care for me, God? We'll yell it like the disciples, Jesus, don't you care? And it usually happens when we're confronted by something that is unknown, something that is challenging, something that is difficult, something that is threatening. And it's at those times when it seems Seems like Jesus is just sleeping on a cushion, unaware of the storm we're in. Don't you care, Jesus? It's what the disciples did. They were afraid that they would die. But then something otherworldly happened, unprecedented from a human being in the history of the world. Mark 4, 39 says, Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, said to the waves, quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. It was like he was yelling at a barking dog. Jesus saying, quiet, be still, be muzzled. But this is not a dog. This is commanding the natural world. And when you go into the Old Testament, always when I look at this verse, I'd like to go back into the Old Testament, 107, chapter, uh, Psalm 107. It says, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Jesus is doing the same thing God, Yahweh the Lord, does in the Old Testament. And we begin to see who this Jesus really is. He is not just a man. The furious squall, the great wind was brought to a great calm, completely calm by the simple power of Jesus' word, right? God's word spoke creation into existence in the beginning, let there be, and there was. And here, Jesus speaks and commands that very creation. Jesus' word accomplishes what he wants it to. Jesus doesn't speak about reality Jesus speaks reality into existence. And then he turns to his disciples. And he says to them, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And when we're reading along, we kind of get a little arrogant. And we're like, yeah, yeah, don't you guys get it? This is Jesus, come on. But you see, the seed was still growing. These disciples weren't fully mature yet. Jesus is helping them grow stronger, more faithful, more rooted. And sometimes it takes a storm to do that. And we see them grow a bit deeper. Actually, in the next verse, 41 says, they were terrified and they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him? We see that in their terror, their fear shifts from the storm to the one in the boat. They move from being afraid of the storm 
to reverence and awe before Jesus. They shift from, don't you care if we drown, to who is this? In fact, perhaps we learn from this story that it's not so much about the miracle of calming the sea, but about what the miracle reveals. The disciples didn't put their faith in the miracle of Jesus, but in the one who calmed the sea in Jesus himself, in the Lord Jesus. And the disciples' faith strengthened that day. Faith not in the miracle, but faith in Jesus. But maybe there's a little nuance to this, right? Jesus asked them, do you still have no faith? And uh, my doctor father, my doctor father, happy Father's Day to him. That's what a doctoral supervisor is called. Anyway, he says maybe there's two uh, types of faith here, or maybe better at two aspects of faith here. I love this distinction. Faith like Jesus and faith in Jesus. Faith like Jesus is a basic confidence in God's provision. It's a faith that allows him to sleep in the midst of circumstances that are unknown, challenging, difficult, and threatening. Right? Jesus sleeping in the storm. Also, like my kids, sleeping during the fire on the street. Right? They know their father and mother got it under control. They sleep peacefully. And we see this all throughout the uh, Old Testament, too. King David, who definitely weathered a lot of storms. In Psalm 4, verse 8, he says, In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Proverbs 3, verse 21 says, Do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. They will be life for you. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Faith like Jesus. But the other aspect of faith is faith in Jesus. And by the end of our text, we see the disciples take one step deeper in their faith in Jesus, right? They shifted from, don't you care if we drown, to who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And we know by reading the rest of the story that over time, the disciples, they grew deeper. They grew stronger in their faith in Jesus, And as we talked about last week, the seed that was planted in them, then it sprouted, then the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel, the head, and the grain is ripe and mature, fully grown. Discipleship takes time, year after year, decade after decade, to grow in faith in Jesus. And if we look at the disciples' lives and how they mature, if we fast forward to the book of Acts and we look at the epistles of Peter, these disciples moved beyond asking Jesus, don't you care if we drown? to being able to weather some of the fiercest storms of life because they remember God was with them, always with them in the boat. Their faith in Jesus, it grew so strong that they had a faith like Jesus. We all face storms in our lives, something unknown, something challenging, something difficult, something threatening, right? Relationship storms, family storms, marriage storms, depression storms, storms of illness and disease. I just talked to a friend this week. She is in the hospital. She is in a storm. She is afraid. Storms of depression and anxiety, storms of grief. Members of our church have died from cancer this week too early. 
Families are in storms of grief, financial storms, hurt storms, habit storms, hang-up storms. What's the storm that keeps you from sleeping? It's my prayer that you and I, that we can just grow one step deeper in our faith in Jesus. That we can confess with the disciples that we can move from, don't you care, to who is this? That one little step is huge. From don't you care to who is this? And when we do that, we see that Jesus, that God, that the Father, he is, yes, really in control. And when we do that, our faith takes one step closer to not only being a faith in Jesus, but also being a faith like Jesus, sleeping in the storm. Faith like a child who sleeps all night long at peace because they know their dad, they know their mom, they know their parent, they know their guardian can fight the fires and deal with the chaos. They know their Lord Jesus can say to the wind and the waves, quiet, be still. We pray with King David, in peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, you make me dwell in safety. Amen? Amen.